since we've seen here lately that the white media and a lot of its entertainers are on I'm white and I say so, and they seem to have a case of acute memory loss, we're going to do a little trip down memory lane and look at some of their sexual predators in the industry that they seem to have forgotten all about and don't want to bring up and don't want to talk about. We're going to read a list of names here and we're going to be looking into their backgrounds today. And I actually posted a link to what I'm about to talk about on my Twitter account. But I want you to get a pen and a piece of paper and don't take my word for it out of what I'm about to tell you here. I want you to write down these names and do your own research on them. I'm going to give you a couple of them. Jason James Murphy, Bob Villard, Brian Singer, as you all know, he was director of X-Men, Mark Collins Richter, Brian Peck, Martin Weiss, James Michael Handy. Everybody knows Woody Allen. Everybody knows Roman Polanski. Now, before I get into the background on each of those names that I just read, did you all know that up until 2012 in California, convicted sexual offenders were free to work with child actors as they please? I mean, they could just just go with that conviction on their record, and these people would let them work with children anyway. See, that's why these hypocrites talking now have no moral high ground whatsoever to stand on at all period i mean if you go and even look back into the days of like judy garland there was an executive talking about it was a time-honored tradition that they molest kids in hollywood but yeah we, 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 we're gonna get into some of this we gotta talk about this since they have such a short memory that first name that i just read jason james murphy Listen to what this bastard did. This joker was living in Seattle, Washington. Okay. According to court papers, he fell in love with an elementary school boy. An elementary school boy. He tried to lure the boy away from his house, promising that they would live together in London. And, and get this, it gets even crazier. Listen to what this bastard did. This joker, in 1996, dressed up and disguised himself like a woman, kidnapped the boy, put him on a plane, flew him out to New York, and kept him in a shared hotel room doing only God knows what to the boy. And the only way he was rescued is when a hotel clerk saw their faces on America's Most Wanted and called the police. Oh, it gets even better. Five years later, five years later, he was back on the streets, and working as a casting director and after being convicted of kidnapping and child molestation he was hired to cast kids in the movies schoolhouse rock and super eight in fact he cast between those two movies he casted 10 kids he spent like a year in the industry scouting kids before somebody actually looked into his background and saw what he was convicted of now listen you can't even spit on the sidewalk as a black person, let alone get away with child molestation and kidnapping. Kidnapping alone is like 15 years. Y'all, do y'all see how sick these people are, man? No, oh, oh no, we, we gotta get to this next name. Bob Villard. 
little bit about his backstory. This was Leonardo DiCaprio's childhood manager. Okay? Now listen to this. He was one of the biggest child managers in Hollywood at the time in the industry. And he managed, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire. But check this out now. Back as far as 1987, this joker was in possession of child pornography. Okay? The first time they caught him, they failed to prove the case. He went free, still kept working with kids. Okay, and it took up until 2001 before they got him and you know, actually put him in jail behind the same thing. They got him and proved that he had child pornography in his possession this time. Okay, now get this. That didn't last long. After he was convicted and went to jail, he got right back out. And guess what he was allowed to do? Go back to managing children. Yeah, they let him go right back out and manage children again. Okay, so he went on and did that up until 2005 when he got caught sexually assaulting a 13-year-old boy. Now just think about how many people, how many people's children that he did that to because they kept letting this bastard back out to molest kids. Y'all see what I'm saying? But, but they're not talking about these people. Oh, we're going to get further down this list. We're going to get further down this list. Let's jump into Brian Singer. A lot of y'all probably already know about what he was accused of. But this joker raped a 15-year-old boy by the name of Michael Egan. Now listen to this. Everybody knows he's the director of the X-Men movies, but they don't really talk about this much. They sweep this stuff under the rug. They should still be talking about this right now. Okay. So what was going on was him and his buddies would have these parties, grown ass white men, where they would have drugs and alcohol. And apparently, according to the report, they drugged this child when he was 15 years old. Okay. Sodomized him. All right. Raped him and everything. And then threatened that if he told anyone about it, he would murder his family. Now, keep in mind, these people actually have the power to do that. We know these pedophiles, especially in the white LGBTQ community, are very dangerous, very wealthy, very well connected to politicians, all types of government positions. So, you know, they can actually make good on those threats. Now, here's the thing. Another 14-year-old boy accused Brian Singer of the same thing, right? Giving them quaaludes and alcohol. Uh-oh, quaaludes. Where does that sound familiar at? Isn't that what they said Bill Cosby was giving people? Hmm, but where's Brian Singer at right now? Hmm? Is, is, he, is he a cellmate with Bill Cosby? Nah, running around free. Nothing happened to him. Okay? So, he was giving this 14-year-old boy quaaludes and everything. And claimed that, you know, Brian Singer made him strip naked so he could film them in the shower. You hear how sick this son of a bitch is. And Brian Singer managed to get every one of these accusations thrown out of court. And he's still working today, as y'all know. Anybody talking about him like a dog? Last time I checked, Kobe Bryant, which everybody wants to talk about, he was exonerated of the stuff that they tried to say he did. Oh, but we're not talking about Brian Singer. Oh, let's get into his pal here, Mark Collins Richter. 
he raped the same little 15 year old boy Michael Egan okay now now listen to this Mark Collins Rector was the owner of a media company called Den I listened to that name yeah it was a Den all right uh, a child predator Den so y'all have to look into the backgrounds these Hollywood casting directors at places like William Morris Endeavor. Oh, that's a pedophile haven right there. But this college uh, rector guy, he hired Egan as an actor. Okay. And, you know, he invited him to these parties that they threw these drugs and alcohol and everything and teenage boys. And, and, and let me start right there for a second. If I was a white man and I had a child in the industry teenage boy that go to show you they're not really putting their sons up on game or even thinking to protect them they're mostly thinking about getting a bag because i mean you know if i was a teenage boy i'm not trying to hang out with no a, a room full of grown men and ain't no women or girls around i mean that's crazy you know but according to this story here they used this boy for sex and everything and you know not only was he underage and it was other underage boys in, in there at the time. Listen to this. Michael Egan claims that James Collins, uh, Rector, Mark Collins, rector here, pinned him down, violently sexually abused him, and in one case, held a gun to his head and told him that if he didn't stop resisting, he would shoot him. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is on record. Y'all can look this stuff up, man. Y'all look this stuff up. The guy's name is Mark Collins Rector. Okay. Now listen to this. In that X-Men movie, I think it was the first one. There was there was uh the guy that played Pyro in there, Alexander Burton. Okay, he was one of the guys that also accused him of doing these things to him, you know, as as when they were children and everything. And when the charges came in, listen to this, just like the cowards they are, Mark Collins Richter, he fled the country. And when they finally caught up to him, he confessed to five charges of sexually assaulting minors. Okay. Now, see, do y'all hear any of those names that I just talked about so far being, being, being spoken on today in the media? Oh, they're not talking about that. Oh, let's keep going. Brian Peck. This bastard was hired by, oh, get this, it's Disney. Disney. Oh, man, that, that, that name right there, man. We could do a whole history lesson on the fucked up shit associated with the Walt Disney name brand. But let's get into this. Brian Pick, he worked as a dialogue coach for companies like Nickelodeon also, okay, to coach child actors. Spent six months having a sexual affair with an unnamed child actor is pretty article on the Amanda Bynes show. Okay. The family charged him with sexual assault in 2001 and Pick, after he got out of jail, went right back to work. You notice the pattern here? They can do this shit that will put most people under a prison for life and get right back out and go to working with kids again at least up until 2012 but we, we, let's let's use common sense here even after those so-called laws passed in 2012 in california we know they're still doing it we know they're still doing it Corey Corey Hayne, 
you know, and, and Corey Feldman, they, they talked about it. And Corey Feldman is still talking about it to this day, trying to expose the stuff. And I suggest you all check out that movie in Open Secret. That really exposes a lot about these pedophiles in the Hollywood industry. But see, check this out. Not only was it Brian Singer who hired him, and knowing he's a convicted child molester back on his old job to work as a dialogue coach on, on that show. Y'all remember the show, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? You see how they all clicked in together and they look out for each other? I mean, no, they don't have no room to talk about anybody that was exonerated of something. And these motherfuckers are proven to have done these things. And they're not talking about them. Oh, but new black media is going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them a lot. Let's keep going. And one of the names I just mentioned, Corey Haim. You know, back in Hollywood, they were known as the two Corys, him and Corey Feldman. Okay. The movie Lucas, according to him, on the set of that movie, he was sexually assaulted on that. Okay. Now listen to this. Listen to this. After Corey Haim died, Corey Feldman, you know, he, he started talking about all the things that happened to them in Hollywood, Hollywood without a pedophilia. Okay. So now... The go to show you how fucked up white people in that industry are. Everybody knew these two boys were being abused. Everybody knew it. In fact, one of the uh, the actresses on the show Little House on the Prairie was this lady named Allison Arngrim, if I'm saying her name right. And she was stating that everybody knew that they were being passed around. Oh, just, just pass around to all the pedophiles in the industry. You, you know what kind of fucked up person you have to be to even know that and want to have anything to do with that industry, man? Uh, see, nah. And, and, and get this. Feldman started real controversy when he claimed that Hayne was assaulting on the second of Lucas. An older man... Corey Feldman claims told Haim it was perfectly normal for older men and younger boys in the business to have sexual relations and that's and that's what all guys do yeah that pedophile talk and you know Feldman would not name the assaulter because the statute of limitations in California at that time made it possible impossible to press charges if he did he said he would be sued for liable while the rapist would not be touched y'all see how the law is set up to protect them man other friends of Haim though have backed up Feldman's story. All Feldman will say is that the attacker, or at least all he was saying at that time, is that the attacker was still prominently in the business, which I do believe, a line that has led to a lot of speculation. Some have suggested it was Charlie Sheen, which it could have been. You know, he ran around spreading HIV and AIDS to everybody. And one of his friends accused director Dominic Brassia for his part in it, Dominic Brassier denies but says he knows who really did it. With the law protecting the guilty, though, it is unlikely we'll ever know for sure. Now, you see that he denying, this Dominic Brassier guy, he's denying that he was the one, but he knows who did. These people ain't shit, man. They don't have no room to talk to anybody in black society about anything. Because, see, one thing y'all know. Before I get to these next couple of names, if you do anything to any of our kids in black society, and most of us find out about it, 
you're getting fucked up on site. We don't have no open pedophile culture where you can just come up and do something to our kids like that and everybody in, in the neighborhood and everything go along with it. You got people that have to do it behind closed doors, but for the most part, if we find out about that, you getting that work. You get you gonna get handled on site about that. See, they 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 don't have no comparison to us on a moral level as far as protecting our children. I know crackheads that won't let you do a damn thing to their children. But see, let's get into this next name. Martin Weiss. Okay, he was a Hollywood manager working with kids and specialized in finding them if they had talent. Okay. And he worked with like Nickelodeon and Disney. Oh, there go those two names again. Pedophile Haven. They, they like them little pedophiles, don't they? They have the talent scout. Okay. And he took the kids that he found. The whole time he was in his position, he was abusing them. Okay, now listen to this. Weiss used his position to take advantage of 11-year-old Evan Henze more than 30 times over a period of years. It took until Henze was 14 to work up the courage to press charges. Weiss played no contest and was sentenced to one year in jail. That's it. You're you going to get this motherfucker one year in jail for molesting, which was probably, you know, I'm, I'm going to say he might have been younger than 11 when he was molesting him. But that's all they're going to give him a year in jail since he had served the prison time while he was waiting for his trial date. Nah, man, you're supposed to throw this dude under the prison, man. He's supposed to got life, man. I'm all for the death penalty. They catch you doing something to kids, man. I support that. Proven rape, proven child molestation, your ass don't even need to be here. You can't rehabilitate that, in my opinion. But anyway, listen to this. He was convicted, and then right after he was convicted, he was released. He was released as soon as he was convicted. Now, this is what, you know, the kid that he molested, Hensley, he was saying, I'm angry at the legal system. Now, you just think about how he ruined these people's lives, man. You think about if somebody do that to you, because I've never experienced it. But just think about, for a minute, people and these children that have experienced that. Do you know how fucked up they're going to be after that? as far as getting on drugs and abusing all kinds of things, then they go on a lot of times to do that to other people. These monsters out here just ruining lives. They don't want to talk about these people. We're going to talk about them today, though. Oh, we damn sure going to talk about them today because I'm going to keep going on this list. Okay? And so after Hensley was talking about how he felt, and he blamed himself for it, going back to the beginning, he realized that it was not the case in which it was just him trying to believe that everyone was good in the world and knew better than him and he said you know now that he's older he knew it was just sick and like they were trying to convince him that it was normal and everything Cause, you know that's what they have to do these pedophiles they get these kids and isolate them and try to make them think that the sick shit they're doing is normal but uh, let's keep going here now this next one is really gonna turn your stomach yeah we got we got to walk down memory lane since they want to get on their moral high horse you know i want you to share this with people that started talking about the Kobe thing. This next name, Jason Michael Handy. Now, what's really gonna sicken you, this bastard describes himself as a full-blown pedophile. You can't make this shit up. He's describing himself as that. Okay. Now, Nickelodeon hired this motherfucker. 
That didn't stop him from hiring. He used his position that he had working with children to lure them in. And this was like in 2004. He contacted a 14-year-old girl over the internet, introduced himself as a Nickelodeon producer. See, that's what they do. And promised her a television career. See, that's why you have to watch your children social media usage and pay attention to everything that they have going on because you don't know who these kids would be talking to online man so you know with a child thinking okay i'm gonna be famous and everything he's a producer he could probably get me hooked on to this show got this girl to give up all kinds of information and so she <laughs> listen to this man this is gonna make y'all sick man she let him fly all the way to michigan where he met her at her school. I'm going to say that again. This joker flew to Michigan and met her at her school. Now y'all just sit there and think about that for a minute. Going on, when he was arrested for the molestation and everything, the police found child pornography in his home, of course, they found out hey, he had been volunteering at the local church. Oh, yeah, just blending all in. Ain't that funny? The church supposed to be a holy place, but you got all the pedophiles and rapists and everything else in there nowadays. Okay? So he was using that position in church to prey on children there, too. All right? Now, here's the thing. This fucked up part about it. Nothing changed. In 2009, after serving his time, he got out of jail and moved to North Carolina and did the same thing all over again. Y'all see what I'm talking about? See, white society has a problem, man. I always use this analogy when I describe them. They're pretty much like untrained puppies that shit on the rug. And the owners of the puppy just look at the shit and be like, everything's okay. As if they never did anything wrong. See, most of us treat them like that, too. We got we to put this on ourselves, too. Most of us don't tell these people how sick they really are, especially when they jump on their little soapbox and try to get on a moral high ground and start talking about everybody else. You, you no, know, first them. We got to start looking at them. Like that hashtag, first them. Nah, y'all start looking at the shit y'all got going on because nobody does this kind of shit but them. And they're in positions where they could put these people away, but they let them keep getting back out for one reason only. They got the complexion for the protection. Yeah. And, and see, you know, let, let's get into Woody Allen. Let's get into Woody Allen. Oh, and for those of you that aren't familiar with what he did, we're we about, we about to go ahead and walk back down that path of memory lane. Since they act like they're going to forget things, we're going to have to bring some of this stuff back up today. Now, check this out. Woody Allen. Okay, as y'all know, was accused of raping his own daughter at the time. All right, now listen to this. When this child was seven years old, Woody Allen took her into a dim closet-like attic on the second floor of their house and told her to lay on her stomach and play. Oh, boy, this is sick. I can't hardly even get through this. And told her to play with her little brother's electric train set. Okay, now this is Dylan Farrell and claims that, you know, he sexually assaulted her. Okay, now when Dylan Farrell took her father to court, Woody Allen, she said she was not able to prove what happened to her. 
Okay, so the judges, they ruled that the best interest of these children would be served by remaining together in the custody of Miss Farrell instead of Woody Allen. Okay. He even forbid Allen, the judge that is, from visiting the children. Now, get this. It didn't help Allen's case that he married his adoptive stepdaughter, as we all know. Now, you know how sick you got to be to do that. See, y'all don't y'all don't really put this stuff back in these white people's faces when they start running off at the mouth about anything in black society. You are sick to do that. Stepdaughter, your own children, you how you looking at your children like that? Bastard, you marry your stepdaughter. Nah, man. Y'all better start getting on these people, man, because they are not normal and they don't have any morals whatsoever. Okay? Now, get this. Nor did it help the fact that his own son, Ronan Farrell, also thought that he did it. And he said that he believed his sister. Okay. He was not there to see it happen, but he confirmed something else his sister had claimed. Okay. So Woody Allen and both children agree would climb into Dylan's bed at night and force her to perform oral sex on him. I'm going to say it like they said suck his thumb, but y'all know what they're talking about. See, man, listen, that, that's why y'all are going to have to do some research on this stuff. Because, see, these names right here, they should be talking about them today. And let's get to Roman Polanski. For those of you that aren't familiar with what he happened, what happened with him, I'm about to remind you now. Okay, now, it's a couple of strange things about this. If you a grown man, okay, before I read into this. You're a grown man, unless those are your nephews and nieces or your own children. What you doing hanging around 13-year-olds at your house without their parents? Now, just, just hold that thought before I go into this, and y'all going to see why I brought that up. Okay, well, Roman Polanski's sexual assault of 13-year-old Samantha Galen is one of the best-known scandals in Hollywood. You might have heard the story before, and you might not realize that Roman Polanski, you know, he's pretty much gotten away with it. I'm not going to say about it. He's gotten away with it. It's been over 40 years. Okay. This happened in 1977. Polanski fed the then 13-year-old Gail Gailey Quaaludes and alcohol there. On the Quaaludes again. Yeah, you know, Quaaludes. But, but where's Bill Cosby right now? Had Bill Cosby fled the country, they would have went and got his ass. They, they would have sent commandos to go and retrieve Bill Cosby. Hey, he tried to run somewhere like Roman Polanski did over 40 years ago. But anyway, he gave his girl Quaaludes alcohol, sexually assaulted her inside of Jack Nicholson's home. Now, remember what I said at the beginning of this, uh, of this part right here? What was she doing at Jack Nicholson's home? I don't care if she was, he was a family friend of hers or what, you there at a grown man's house and you 13 without your parents. What father does that? You gonna let your daughter go over to some grown man's house and you not there? For what? No other children there either? Nah, man. Nah. Mm -mm. Nah. But anyway, reading right along. Gailey, according to her testimony, she yelled and told this motherfucker, no, keep away and stop it. He forcibly raped and sodomized her anyway. 
Okay, now Roman Polanski was found guilty when he fled the country. This was over 40 years ago. Now, been free ever since, been making all these movies and winning Oscars and film awards and all of that. But y'all hear them talk glowingly of how brilliant he is. Don't ever mention he was a rapist and convicted one at that. He was sentenced to serve 50 years in prison. Hadn't did one. Hadn't did one. Flew overseas. Hadn't seen him since. Now, get this. Here's the kicker on it. At right now, at this moment, this bastard negotiating with the courts so that when he returns, if they can get him to return, that he don't have to serve any type of prison time on that sentence. And I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled it off. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled it off. So family, I just wanted to go ahead and run down that quick list of these damn Hollywood pedophiles since they want to talk about Kobe and everything that he was acquitted of. We are gonna remind them of this dirt they should be talking about right now. Like I said, I posted the link to this article that I read these names from. It's on my Twitter. Great Black Shark. Okay, that's G-R-E number 8 T-B-L-A-C-K S-H-A-R-K On Twitter, you go search that, you'll find that article in my feed I'm going to post this podcast on there also so I'm going to close this out here but I want you all to remember when they start talking that shit about who did what OJ, Kobe Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, anybody start talking about this Thank you.